Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mac T on Mondays, presented by our friends at Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Craig, just before we uh, we pivot to Connor McDavid, I just want to. I remember we had an animated discussion after practice, uh, and in about uh, it was during the 0506 season. It was before you guys, before Kevin stepped up and made the Rollison trade and added uh, Spashik and uh, Turnstrom on defense, and we talked a bit about defense and. I mentioned, you know, the Bears play straight zone, and I think you'd said to me, they have that captain there, Gavin McLeod, right, Bob? And I go, yeah, and you said, well, it's a hell of a lot easier to play at him, uh, playing that D when you got a guy like that in the back end because he's good enough to play in the American League. And then do you recall what happened the next season during the 06-07 year? Uh, in about February, you guys ran into a whole bunch of injuries? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember talking to uh, Barry Trotz, and he was telling me that he didn't recognize any of our defense's names. And we had we had all kinds of injuries there, and uh, that's when we brought up Gavin McLeod again. And I, and you and you're, you're, I remember you called me and you said, "Stoff, where's Gavin McLeod playing?" And I'm like, "Well, he's not playing this year." And you said, "Okay, well, he's still better than some of the options that we have." Can you convince him to sign a contract? Because we're hurt. You were, I think, like yeah. Brian Young got recalled from the minors, and yeah. Sebastian yeah. Bission, and. With all due respect, these guys were long, and they, they like the Bears had like six defense or four defensemen at that time that were six four, six five, or bigger. Like they had a big defense. So, all right, we'll pivot off the zone, and we'll get into uh, the impact of Connor McDavid. And you know, when you get a player that good, willing himself uh, back in the lineup. By the way, Craig, if you're into conspiracy theories, the Oilers tweeted out four forty five a week ago Sunday. Connor McDavid would be out a week or two. Four forty-five on Sunday. The puck drop yesterday was at yeah. five twenty. It's almost like there was a little bit of message sending there, wasn't there? Yeah, that. Uh, well, I, I don't know about that, but it was sure nice to see him back in uniform. I mean, that it. Uh, you know, the the obvious advantages that the team gets by having Connor play uh, and the intangible stuff, how he energizes everybody. It's just the confidence level the team has, I'm sure, is you know much, much higher when uh, you see him walking out of the dressing room before the game. So it was great to see him back and uh, great to see the Oilers back playing the type of hockey that we know where they're capable of and have played for the last couple of years. In large stretches of the season. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, Kane, and Hyman. When that's your second line and you're tilting the ice like the 0304 and 0506 third and fourth lines for the Edmonton Oilers, Craig McTavish coach squads, because you had real good numbers with those units. You just didn't have the high end firepower. They had the puck in the Calgary zone the entire time they were on the ice in that game, Mac T. Yeah, that, and that's, that's a style of play that we really haven't had that much of. And uh, those guys were clearly energized i mean hyman he's he's always a very intense hard-working player and kane he evander i mean he can he can drift a little bit i think at times he can get a bit bored but when the game's on the line he's he's at his best and uh, he knew the team needed him and needed him uh to be really good 
during this stretch, and it's quite obvious that he's really elevated his game. And I just love the style of game that he plays when he plays that way. He's just he's you you have to be physical, you have to be tough, you have to win battles, and you have to have guys that have those elements in your lineup. And uh, you know Hyman and uh, Kane and and Nuge with the skill level too, and, and he's he's. He's getting more competitive too, I feel. Uh, but yeah, they, they 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 really led the way, and it was great to see, and it was certainly uh, welcome timing. All right, so Kane wasn't scoring early. Uh, of course, he had a significant, scary injury a couple of, a year ago, and I'm not sure if he was all the way back when he came back. Got out of the gate slow this year. No Connor McDavid. They went to uh, Minnesota, and he ran their fine young defenseman, Brock Faber, three separate times in the first half of that game. And, I mean, he ran them. And then against the Rangers, he ran Adam Fox twice in that game. And last night he wasted one early and belted another Calgary guy. Um, You you have any problem with a guy wasting one early in the game like that? No, none. I love it. It Just, I mean... The game's a physical, intense game, and there, there's there's a line that you have to walk. And sometimes the, the the real hard physical players they get on the opposite side of that line. But I mean, those those hits have residual benefits uh, throughout the game. And uh, I mean, you and I talked about this today as well that uh, the penalty Darnell took. I mean, I have no problem with that penalty as long as we're not defending a penalty at the time he takes it. Right. But, uh, I mean, the guy comes in, he jabs the goalie, and I love it when Darnell plays on the edge like that. I mean, it was a tough... uh, It was a tough tough five-on-three call, Craig, given that the Calgary player instigated the situation. Yeah, it was a tough... uh, But he gave him a pretty good whack there at the end. And that would have been hard not to call, I think. But uh, I, I love it when Darnell plays on the edge like that. That's part of uh, the, 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 the a large part of what I really like about him. So, Craig, you said you watched the TBS slash TNT broadcast. Uh, I, I've tried to pick up some of it uh, on YouTube. Did the Craig McTavish pulling Harvey the Hound's tongue out make it as part of the Battle of Alberta uh, sequencing and uh, uh, highlight uh, pregame package that they put together? Did you did you make the airways as part of that? I, I, I made the airways. Harvey and I could go on tour, um, and quite often we do. But uh, yeah, that that made it uh, along with. Uh, the uh, my favorite Wayne Gretzky goal and uh, blowing it over the shoulders of Mike Vernon in Game Two, uh, where they finished ahead of us in the standings. I remember Bill Penny, the longtime golf professional at the Edmonton Golf and Country Club, saying, "Take the ice out, boys. We're not coming back." <laughs> and uh, no, they 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 did do a really good job. All the visual stuff looked fantastic. I mean, I'm sorry I wasn't there, but uh, uh, they did, uh, as the Oilers always do, they did an unbelievable job, it looked like. The funny thing is, uh, we did an event with uh, Patrick LaForge on Friday. Cal Nichols was there, and, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Cal's. And um, 
Kevin Lowe, your old uh, uh, running mate, along uh, with Glenn Anderson. Uh, and it was early, Craig. Like, it was 7 a.m. on Friday, and we had a game Thursday night. So, you know, at my age now, I need at least an hour of beauty sleep a night. Um, but anyhow, just telling the stories. like not even more, but, you know, that's up to you. <laughs> Yeah, I think I need about 24. I've got to catch up in the next couple of days. Um, but the, the funny thing is, not everybody believed the, the uh, Heritage Classic would work back in 2003. You were coaching the Edmonton Oilers at that time. You're the head coach. What do you remember about it? Oh, I, I just remember Pat LaForge never getting any uh, mention or credit because for me and my understanding of it all, it's, it was all him. And uh, it was was uh, his idea, and it. I mean, he rarely gets the recognition that I think he deserves for for getting that game going. Uh, but the the thing that stood out to me is it was <clears throat> we had the alumni game before. I didn't play in the alumni game, uh, but the, the PA was in the dressing room, and uh, they came in and they said uh, we're we're uh, we're going to cancel the game. <laughs> And I said, uh, really? I said, yeah, we don't want to put the players in jeopardy because of the, uh, the the temperatures. And I said, well, I asked one of the other coaches to go out and get Jason Smith, who was our captain, the toughest guy I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, he comes in and I go, Jason, is it, is it true that uh, you guys want to cancel the game? And he just, he, he looked at me and he goes, are you crazy? There's 50,000 people out there. We're playing. Okay. You guys tell your, the PA that. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a cold, cold game. But we were fine on the bench. We had heaters there. And yeah. the, the, the most difficult, the guy that was impacted uh, the most and negatively was uh, Ty Conklin because both goalies, really, because you can't wear – gloves inside your goalie gloves so he had to keep coming to the bench and changing his gloves and so forth but his hands would have been frozen yeah um i know Con- it was it was it, it's gonna turn it's it's amazing how this game balances out because at that point in 2003 we were rolling and uh i mean montreal never beats us if we, if we play that game indoors in my mind and there are variables that are a bit out of your control in these games. Yep. And they ended up beating us. And Kevin and I used to call it the curse of the Heritage Classic. And because after that game, we uh, we didn't seem to get to the same level that we were at prior to that game. And it looks like the same is true from the opposite perspective uh, of this year's Oiler team, where they weren't playing very well going into the game, and they're going to use that game to springboard their energy and confidence level and hopefully continue to do what they've done uh, the last few years. That was the first year Mark Spector and myself were doing total sports, and I was down there on the Thursday and Friday. And I had some U of A stuff and jammed out of the game on Saturday, which I've always, looking back at it now, I'm like, come on. In fact, I think J.J. Hebert actually 
reserved a media spot for me, but we had a newborn at that point, and I wasn't going to risk it. Uh, it was bitterly cold. George LaRock tells a story. He looked at Darren Langdon. Darren Langdon looked at him and said, no chance. We're not fighting. Because yeah. I don't think he wanted to get hit by George, and I don't think George wanted to fight longer than 30 seconds, which Darren Langdon could do in that kind yeah. of weather. You guys scored seven goals in the next five games after that game, Mac T. You didn't win one of them. No. And that, that cost you the yeah. playoffs that year. You had a, if you looked, like, before people were really into advanced analytics, you had good analytics that season with that team. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just, yeah, for some reason, that, that was really a, a finite part in the season and memorable that it was the curse of the Heritage Classic. And, uh, and it, I mean, that's when Daryl was just coming on the scene uh, Daryl Cates. Yeah. And I remember we had a, a party after the game at uh, Century Grill out to Chris LaChance's place out on the south side. Yep. And that place was Daryl through the party. And uh, I mean, I remember, I, I mean, it was hectic because you knew everybody in the place. But I remember listening to uh, hearing the band in the background. It was that Colin James. And man, he was. He caught my attention. He was good. But uh, we were all pretty miserable after that game, and we didn't last too long at uh, Century Grill. Yeah, well, I think the partying was pretty good last night after the Oilers won 5-2, to two, and it's interesting. Yeah. I really think this can be a galvanizing point for the team. What about you, Matt T? I do. I hope, I hope that's uh, the case. Um, for sure, they're way better than they were playing. And... Uh, I mean, we know the level that they're capable of, and they just weren't at it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes, as I've said before, at the start of the year, you forget how hard it is to have success at this level. Hmm. And I've always said that, I mean, all the productivity is in the last 5% of effort. And I remember myself going through stages where I, I couldn't, I, I lost it. You know, I, I didn't have my game, and I, I think there's a few of our guys that are going through that still. And, uh, you know, you, you just you have to have a reference point on how you get yourself out of that funk. And for me, it was always I, I had to play a real reckless game. And by that, I mean <clears throat> just drive the net as, as much as you can, and maybe you get lucky. You know, we were playing with some pretty good players back then, and, they could put it on your tape like Leon did last night to Zach Hyman. And it's amazing that when you get some success or even something goes off you in the net, how what that does for your confidence level and your playmaking ability and your confidence with the puck. But sometimes you would I would just force myself to play a reckless game. Run around Get involved physically. I see that out of Kane. That's yes. how he. That's why he's out of it now. And uh, you know, a couple of the other guys could, uh, you know, uh, read from the same song sheet as uh, as Evander because he's playing a reckless game and it's paying dividends. And now he's got confidence, and now it's going to get easier for him. But do things in practice. Handle the puck in practice. Do things. Change something. And. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing how many times things would turn around when when you when I had that mentality, and I'm sure 
plenty of players have been there before and had their own way to try and get themselves out of a, you know, 0 for 8 or 9 or 10 game stretch. We are joined by former Oilers GM, head coach, four-time Stanley Cup champion, three with the Oilers, Craig McTavish, Mac T on Mondays, four contract equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales. Three things for you. Uh, on Jason Smith, it was Robin Brownlee who set, wrote in the paper, he has the pain threshold of a cadaver. He was a t- I love Jason Smith as a captain. You know that. Yeah. And uh, Robin and me, and I've only mentioned it now 8,433 times, really only two Edmonton guys that picked you guys to beat Detroit back in 06. I know you were in shock that I made that prediction, but you were all wrong for a Mac T. You were all wrong for just just like the yeah. line in Rocky, right? When they're telling Apollo Creed, this, this guy's all wrong for you, man. And you were all wrong for the Red Wings. That's number one. Uh, number two, you said, uh, you know, when you when you didn't have it, you had to get reckless. What I never had it, so I can't actually relate to that. Some guys are has-beens. I was and never was. But with all seriousness, uh, you know, you, you, you sit there and, and we're looking at Connor Brown and we're getting some feedback on Connor Brown. He's coming back from a difficult injury, a torn ACL. I know a lot of people are making a big deal. It's a $3.25 million bonus. We've actually had a couple of people go, well, surely the orders are going to send him down after nine games. He was represented by Jeff Jackson. He chose Edmonton. You have to give the players some time in that situation. I get where you're coming from. You're looking at the cap. Um, could be, a, yeah, you know. Jeff, Jeff would. Uh, right. Jeff's very capable of making tough decisions. But yes. You, you, your word in this business is your, is word. your bond, you know. And uh, I'm sure they had that conversation that, uh, you know, the, the bonus was going to be guaranteed to him. We are all, this guy's a good hockey player. Yes. I mean, yeah. I've seen him play a lot. The Leafs were one of my teams at pro scouting when I did a bit of that for for us. And uh, this guy is a good hockey player. He's just got to find his level again. And uh, he's going to, I'm sure he's, uh, you know, trying hard to find it and trying to do things to change things up. But this guy's a good hockey player. And, uh, yeah, he's off to a pretty average start, but uh, I, he's he's too too young to have lost it. I mean, he's gonna be, he's gonna find that level again, and it's gonna take him some time to deal with this injury and get him back to a hundred percent. But uh, this guy's a good hockey player, and the Oilers signed him and guaranteed him the money for a reason because he was the everybody was excited, including me, about getting him, and I still think he's just gonna need some time. He had lots of other teams express interest, offer them longer-term deals, offer them more guaranteed money up front. Sometimes you just have to dig in on your people, Mac T, you know what I mean? And and support your people. And Jeff would have had that conversation with him and Kenny, too. And these guys are, you know, that's why they can make deals, because people, they do what they say they're going to do. Craig, uh, we'll get you to join us. Uh, we will be in Vancouver a week from Monday. Our rematch after the Canucks uh, blasted the Oilers and then uh, stole one uh, in the return engagement. So we look forward. Enjoy your time stateside, and thank you for yeah. joining us on Oilers Now. I've got one more little shout-out to uh, sure. Edmonton kid that, that got the scoring going. Uh, Kulak, Brett. I mean, unbelievable uh, story for him. I was so happy for him. He made such a smart play, dishing that puck off and uh, going down the backside. It was it was fantastic, and I was really happy to see a local kid get that off to a good start. 
Awesome point, Craig. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thanks. You bet. Mac T on Monday is brought to you by Contract Equipment. Craig McTavish is our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. When we come back, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. It's 554 at Edmonton. Let's go to NHL Today, presented by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, Panthers up two goals on the Bruins after a period. The Flyers up one on the Hurricanes at home after one. The Penguins and Ducks tied in Pittsburgh, 1-1 at the end of 20 minutes. Kraken have a two-goal lead on the Lightning. It's 3-1 in Tampa. Kyler Yamamoto, one of the goal scorers there. Red Wings and Islanders are scoreless. So too are the Jets and Rangers and a little more Canadian content coming up later. The Habs are out in the desert taking on the Golden Knights 8 o'clock this evening. We made mention of this before the England Ice, or pardon me, the English Ice Hockey Federation has now made neck guards mandatory following the death of Adam Johnson. He's the Nottingham Panthers forward that was sliced by a skate on Saturday night. In fact, you may have heard Randy say in the newscast that uh, Haley Wick Heiser is calling for neck protection at every level of hockey. Police investigating this incident right now, finding, uh, see if there's any deliberate nature to it. Oil Kings have made a trade today. They sent their captain, Rhett Melnick, out to Saskatoon in exchange for uh, Smith Redman, who was named after Ryan Smith, Bob, interestingly enough. There we go. Bakersfield Connors will have an update coming up later on, but good news on that front as well. Dubai, popular demand. U.S. Travels added a second package on an exclusive voters road trip to Montreal to watch the oil play the Canadians. This package includes airfare, three nights in a deluxe hotel in downtown Montreal, game tickets in a private suite with food and drinks, and of course, a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests where we will discuss uh, the Canadian equalization payments. No, we will not. Experience the incredible hockey history in Montreal this January. To be a part of this awesome Montreal road trip, call New West Travel today or online at newwesttravel.com. We head off to a global news weather traffic update with uh, Randy Kilburn, hour number two coming up, Frank Saravalli, Colin Chalk, and Reed Wilkins, as well as more with Brendan Escott. This is Oilers Now.